98.7 WNNS supports Mental Health Awareness Month. Right now, we're talking to Cassie Delaney, and Cassie's the project director for Memorial Behavioral Health, correct? That is correct. Now, mental health is something I feel like is getting a lot more stage time, Mm -hmm. which is great. And I'm sure somebody uh, who's working in the field can really, really feel that as well. But first of all, I think it's such a choice to go into the mental health field. You know, I think tons of different people come from different backgrounds in my experiences, whether they've suffered from mental health situations, crises themselves or not, or are passionate about helping people or serving their community. Whatever it is, it's definitely a choice to go into it. So Mm -hmm. if you don't mind, Cassie, why did you get into the industry of of mental health? It wasn't like a... Absolute. I knew what I wanted to do when I graduated. It was more of a I learned along the way. So uh, once I went to college, I really decided I want to help people. But what does that look like? And I kind of hopped around a little bit. um, And then I did some shadowing opportunities and really got firsthand experience to see what I could do with my career and my future. And as soon as I saw that, it was an instant love for me. Yeah. So I started working with kids, but at this point I've worked with all ages and each each age and each challenge, I think, brings something out that I can help with. You connect with individuals in a way that I think is different from a lot of other traditional roles that people do in their day to day. So um, it's very rewarding. I, I feel like I can make a difference every day by doing things like this, talking about mental health. Or even on like a personal level with someone, I don't think it takes a degree to help anyone with mental health. And I I always share that. Agree. Yes. 100%. I mean, experience is everything. In little things that I think we can change our perspectives, we can change how we talk to people and that can make a difference for others who are struggling. Yeah. And I think people think it's like these big things, but it, it really is little things. Being accepting, being someone who listens, I mean, those things can be really beneficial when someone's struggling and doesn't really know how to put it into words. In your current title, are you working with people or is it more of an administrative role or is it a balance of both? It's more of an administrative role, but it's been 10 years to the journey of where I came from. So I've done a lot of a lot of work with individuals. Uh, I did a lot of crisis work as well. So um, when someone gets into a mental health crisis, I was someone who was responding to that um, wow. as a clinician day or night. Right. Because crises don't just happen nine to five. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it it was a thing that I learned a lot about. Uh, I've learned how to work with people and support them and, and go where they are. You know, sometimes I think we forget that people aren't always on the same journey and you kind of have to walk with them on their path and, and really help them where, where they're at and kind of encourage them and support them to get them where they want to be. Do you think that mental health is talked about enough right now in our society? I definitely think we could do better. Uh, I think we've made strides, though. I do. I do think we've we've really seen it become more of a national conversation. I think celebrities, um, athletes have really brought to light. Hey, you know, I'm struggling and, you know, I'm famous and I, you know, I've gone through through a lot of good things, but I also still struggle with my mental health. And I think that feels relatable that people feel like, hey, I can share that maybe I'm not always happy all the time or I'm not always feeling my best. 
And it's okay to get that help. Yeah. I've struggled with anxiety, social anxiety too, for, you know, over 10 years. And it is something that doesn't like, it doesn't go away. You learn how to manage it a little bit better, but I wish, I wish I could get an honest number on people who really, you know, deal with mental health who just don't talk about it. You know what I mean? I would love to see that, but unfortunately that's a number that just, it will never exist. Do you have a specific story in your journey, Cassie, that was like, yep, this is it. I know you said it. you kind of started apprenticing shadowing and you kind of mm-hmm. figured that out. But was there one specific patient or story that kind of did it for you or was it just kind of like a cumulus thing? It was really my first patience. It, it was really quick. Um, just my first time spending uh, with youth, getting to see kids and kind of talking about what they're going through and and teaching them coping skills and, and, you know, things that they can take and use in a stressful situation uh, was able to see that progress, see see them use those skills and, and see that impact. And mm-hmm. I feel like that really did shape why I was so interested in, yeah. in being that support for someone. I think coping skills, like you were talking about your, you know, social anxiety, everyone has to learn coping skills. They don't just naturally know how to calm themselves or how to right. feel better. Right. Uh, and we all have different times where we need them. So like even just giving those skills and, and working with someone was very rewarding. Now, you said you started working with children. Mm-hmm. Do you use different tactics for kids versus adults versus you know, somebody who's gone through trauma or PTSD, does instinct and intuition come into it at all? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, one size does not fit all. Definitely with anything, but mental health especially, you have to find what works. And sometimes it's uh, trial and error. You know, you have to try a, a different strategy and, and see if that fits better with that person. Giving someone skills and anger management and, and things that will help them uh it's it is it is a process mm-hmm. and just like anything you might backslide right you might have have an event that just throws off what your progress has been but it's how you get back to it it's how you recover and you work through those struggles mm-hmm. that is going to impact how your mental health is in the future and right. being open to that support sometimes it's medication sometimes it's just talking and working with someone there really is a lot of different ways to work with, you know, a a professional and get that support uh, where you need it. Well, I'll tell you, for me, it's a combination. Yeah, me too. It's (laughs) a combination. It's a combination. And I think, um, God, if I could push everybody, mental health crises or not, to uh, go talk to a therapist, Mm -hmm. uh, it's so good for you. And it's just, um, you know, even some days when I feel like I don't have anything to talk about, I just go and start talking and you'll always be surprised. You know, something's tucked away back there that you haven't dealt with. And it's uh, super, super important. Most therapists have their own therapists. Oh, I know. Really? Oh, yes. No, I know. I know. In terms of crisis, can you talk about how it's changed from three years ago, pre-COVID to now? People are really struggling and it's really shining to light that that it isn't an age group. It isn't necessarily any any factors. There's just a lot of, of social pressure. There's a lot of anxiety. There's there's a lot of depression. Those things have just been increasing um, for, I think, a variety of reasons. It It's it's sometimes not just one thing. It, it can be a combination of a lot. Yeah. Um, 
But I think that in these conversations and being more open to getting help, there's going to continue to to show that we need more people in the field. We need to have this support and you might not need it forever, but to get through those times, it's good to know that there's there's services available, local, national. There's always someone to talk to. 988 is one of those mm-hmm. uh, numbers, call, text, chat that can connect you with someone regardless of where you are. And those kinds of things weren't available three years ago. Let's talk about 988 for a second, because you sent an email that had great information on it. So you don't have to call 988 if you think, you know, you're having thoughts of killing yourself. You you don't have to call 988 just then. You can call 988 if you think a friend is in uh, uh, jeopardy. You can call 988 for a lot of reasons, right? Absolutely. It can be someone that you're just feeling really anxious and you'd want someone to talk to. Uh, It does it. No one gets turned away for calling in in something that they feel like they're struggling with. Yeah. Uh, We get calls about a bad test grade. Hey, that can be really stressful. We're you know, we're here to be open and able to just provide someone to talk to. It's it's not going. No one's going to judge you and say that's not enough of a problem. Yeah, right. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. That's nice to know. Yeah, because I think a lot of people think they have to wait until they can no longer take it. But just with anything else, you want to you want to get that help early on and you want to make sure that you're supported early. You don't have to wait until you can no longer take it. Yeah. Reach out when when you see these changes or reach out for a friend, reach out with a friend. Yeah. Uh, you know, however you can support that person in the moment. That is going to connect them to local resources. That's going to give them that that line of support through text. I, we, we see a lot of youth who prefer to not to talk text. on the phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we talk about social anxiety. Phone anxiety is real, too. People, no, I know. I know. <laughs> people don't like to always be on the phone. So, you know, reaching out in the way that you feel comfortable and knowing that someone's on that other line and ready to listen. Yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, Nine eight eight has been around for a year, about. I think the year anniversary is going to be in July. Wow! Wow! So um, the numbers keep increasing. We see more and more people reaching out every day. The numbers getting out. People are hearing about it more. So Mm -hmm. I think we're going to continue to see that increase because we know those people need help. We know that the the numbers and we see that the needs there. We were talking about workforce, you know, getting people interested in in helping others because we see the next few years, you know, people in high school, people in junior high, and they're thinking about their career. We hope people are going to start thinking about being therapists, being crisis workers and in that mental health work, because we need more. We, yeah. we need to keep growing that because we have such a large need. I think the biggest kind of effect we can make is uh, doing things in our own community, you know, and just trying to bring it back home and what can we control here. You guys provide a great service for us here in Springfield. Can you talk to us a little bit about the living room and, you know, what that does for people who are in need? Actually, it is throughout the state. There are other living rooms um, that are periodically spread out. Uh, but for ours is in Springfield. It's at 710 North 8th Street, Springfield, Illinois. And uh, it's open 1030 to 630 as a walk in. No appointment needed. Someone who can help talk through what services they may need. 
might help with uh, filling out a job application or getting connected to other community resources like food, housing, Mm -hmm. Uh, really just kind of an open area where people can talk about their needs and and get connected to the, the services in the easiest way. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know where to start or how to start. And taking that first step can be really stressful. So having someone that can walk with you, help you make those calls, help you get all everything you need set up is going to help you have a better start to yeah. your mental health care, as well as other supports you may need. Is there any kind of crisis you see more than any others? We've seen a higher number of youth reaching out, and I think that has to do with generationally. I think we're more accepting as the younger generations are more accepting about being opened about their mental health. Yeah. So I think when we look at our crisis calls, we see that there are a lot of youth who are struggling with their emotions. They're struggling with depression and they're willing to reach out. So we have seen an increase um, in youth. And we've seen an increase in the populations that were loneliest during COVID, Mm -hmm. the isolation, uh, especially those who maybe had a health issue or over the age of 55. So I think there has been an increase of those who have who felt lonely because they've kind of been disconnected um, Mm -hmm. for, you know, health reasons. But it has made them feel isolated and and that can bring out some of those concerns with their mental health. How long have mobile units been around? So that's also coming up on their one year anniversary. Oh so, my God. I was getting a theme. Last year was a good year for uh, mental health. For mental health. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so April 4th, it'll be one year. So really close. Um, mobile crisis response goes out and does assessments in the community, helps get linkages to other um, community resources, provides assessments for anyone who is experiencing emotional distress. So again, keeping those criteria open all ages, uh, regardless of insurance or lack thereof. So is that something that goes out on a schedule or does it go out? Is it reactionary? Where, where can people find the mobile units? It is a call that is, they can make 217-788-7070. And once we receive a call, then we provide that assessment. Service. Gotcha. Awesome. Do you always have the police officers come with you? Do you go by yourself? What's that like? We go a lot with police. If they get a call through 911 for a police call, um, they often call us. We are very close. (laughs) We sometimes ride with police as well. We have a unit that's um, stationed with the Springfield Police Department. Uh, They're called CORE, so they they ride with them during the day. Uh, But we will call police if need be. But if it's something that we can provide with clinicians, then we do not bring police to all calls. But we do work with the caller so that they have a good understanding of what to expect. As you know, we've we've met at schools. We can meet at someone's home. We can meet at McDonald's. Sometimes it's just a place to have a conversation with somebody and, and work through whatever that crisis is that they're feeling. Awesome. Very good. Well, you know, we're lucky to have this here in Springfield. Anybody who, who's listening to this who might think that they know somebody or they might have something that they're struggling with, what is your message to them? 
my message is always, you're not alone. There are others out there who are struggling and reach out, get some support around you. It could be friends, family. It could be professional calling something like 988, but there are supports there and um, people who are willing to help. What you're feeling isn't something that you'll feel forever, but finding that way to get through and getting the support that is there is so very important. Anyone who's struggling, I always feel like they um, they might feel alone and they don't need to be. Mm-hmm. So just giving that, that there are people here that care and bringing to light stigma and talking about all the issues that come around talking about mental health, but know that there are a lot of people there who are not judgmental and are here to support you. That's amazing. How, how do people get in touch with the living room one more time? So you can visit the living room at 710 North 8th Street, or you can call our number 217-525-1064. Cassie Delaney, Project Director at Memorial Behavioral Health. Thank you so much for sharing your insights with us and talking to us about you know what you do and what you're continuing to do to make this world a better place. Thank you for giving us the space and to talk about mental health. Anytime we can share the word, share our experiences, just talk about it in general is going to help someone else. So I appreciate the spotlight. If you or someone you know is struggling, find ways to discover help at WNNS.com.